I don't have a lead in for this. Oh, that's all you're, that's all you're going to give me to work with, is it? <laughs> More your thing, though, isn't it? I think you have just as much skin in the game for this week's topic as, as I do. It's an issue with two sides. I've got a bit of experience of both sides, but the idea of the question, like, you're forgetting the premise of the show, which is that you are the, the neophyte, like, learn, hungry for wisdom, with, like, full of questions, should be, but, like, lean into that role. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound convinced. <laughs> I've learned so much from you, Tom. Forty seven eight episodes in. Laugh. Yeah, not counting the bonus ones. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the bonus ones are where the real gems lie. <laughs> They're definitely some of the ones we get the most feedback on. That's true. Well, speaking of feedback, this week's topic was suggested by one of our listeners uh, Will got in touch via email who was asked about the differences between working as a developer at an agency versus in-house at a company yeah and this is something that we've talked about in the past um, I th- when, when I was uh, before I got my job um, it was kind of one of the one of the routes I was looking into and now kind of working in in-house I suppose at a company um, I am told what to do all the time essentially Um I, well, I don't know. I I don't know what it's like working for an agency. Um, so I guess maybe it, maybe it would be good to start with the question: agency or product? I don't know if agency or product is perhaps the right way to frame it because there's it's kind of almost agency versus in-house, which might not necessarily be a single product, but it could be like there's nuances to it. But I mean the reason that I think this is worth talking about is that it's almost a bigger decision to someone picking their career path than say front or back end. It's quite a like it it's gonna have a massive effect on what your day to day work life is like. And that was that was one of the things I thought about before I started applying to places. Um but I think I think we came to the decision back then that having like an in-house team around you uh, would be a better kind of start to a career, perhaps because of the way you'd learn things from each other um, than maybe working for an agency where I suppose you work more on your own. Well, I know. I think there's a, there's a, a misapprehension, a misunderstanding there that I think what we decided was the team size was important and you are more likely to get a larger team working for a specific specifically for like a big, a big software company um and that is important for for mentoring and bringing new people on board but you can have large teams and you can have mentorship kind of scenarios and junior developers working as part of a big team in an agency i don't think the two are mutually exclusive hmm. so so what does it mean to work for an agency as opposed to as a product i guess the fundamental difference is you uh, working on one thing versus changing what you work on periodically so in an an agency will typically they'll either have um well that an agency will have clients and they will have projects that will run anywhere from a few weeks to a few months um and sometimes they'll have relationships that last years and years and years when they have some kind of retainer but they're generally built around projects and that the agency will have a portfolio of companies that they work for and it might even be I mean, a development shop can. There's lots of people out there doing very well for themselves. White labeling development work, so they'll even like. There'll be an agency that services other agencies. Wow! So from the way you described it, I think I'm working at an agency. Yeah, I think possibly. So, so describe to me the like the setup where you are. Then you're not working for a client with a product that's your own, are you? Not that's our own. No. Um, there are 
So the company's split into kind of sub-teams. So I think there's about six or seven teams within the company. And then each one of those is kind of essentially given a client. So my main company that I work for go out and get clients and they work with people and then they kind of give those clients to one of the teams. It sounds a bit more broken up like that, but it is quite, it's still quite a close-knit company um, between the teams. But that client will work with that team and then that team will work for the client. And I think that sounds like what you've described is an agency. I'm working in a team. There's about the six six people in my team and we like liaise with the client directly um, and work on what they're telling us to do, essentially. Now, that sounds, there is a lot about that that sounds like an agency to me. But how long are these relationships? Like, is, the, is a team formed specifically to work with a client and then that's kind of an indefinite arrangement or is it very much sort of scoped around projects? Is that like a, a, a definite timeline in mind? There are, I think there are some, some of the teams work like that, but the teams don't disband uh, when the project's finished. But say the project I'm working on is, I think, a multiple year project. So maybe that's the difference between agencies where you talked about working for weeks or months on something and then stopping. This is kind of an ongoing year on year product. Hmm. So I guess if you look at it from the idea of like what the sales funnel for your company or the company that you work at looks like, they're selling, you're selling services to people who want to build things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I would loosely, I mean, it, you, it's very much a software house, but I would loosely class that as an agency, I think. Yeah. Well, we're, we're building the stuff for people come to us and say, we hmm. want this built. Here's some hardware. We need some software for it. Build it. Yeah, people. There are companies out there that need things built for their business. They don't aren't able to build those themselves, so they get someone else to build it for them. Yeah, yeah. So, so by contrast, where I work, when our sales funnel is, we are finding people to buy something that we have built. So we're not working on other people's applications. We're selling something that goes inside other people's applications. Yeah. So you are working directly for your product essentially yes yeah yeah when pe- when people give us money they're giving us money for our product whereas when people give you money they're giving you money for your expertise and skills yeah they're essentially paying for our hours hmm. <laughs> yeah so i think that is that is the the crux of the difference um i think that's what we mean when we talk about agency versus product so i, I get the impression that's maybe slightly different from what you were thinking of previous to this episode yeah, I I probably was focusing more on like front end work as an agency and kind of somewhere where you would go and ask for a website to be built. I might pay five hundred pounds and say, "Can you build me a really simple website?" There's that gift. There's that uh, the meme, isn't there? With uh, was it five hundred pounds to for me to build the website for you, and then it's seven hundred and fifty pounds for me to build the website while you're watching. <laughs> it goes up. I mean, for the, for anyone listening who is running an agency, put a zero or maybe two zeros on those numbers. That's like... <laughs> I have no experience with them, so yeah. that's what I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to say it because I know there are... It's People don't talk about how much things cost very often. And I think there's a lot of places that undercharge um, and that doesn't do anyone any favours. But... I mean, if you just bake it, bake it, if you build a website for five hundred pounds, you're probably not making minimum wage even doing that. <laughs> I did say very simple. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. but uh, simple is simple is more expensive. <laughs> Charge more for simplicity. <laughs> it takes more work. <laughs> Sorry for writing a long letter. I didn't have time to write a shorter one. That's, that's often true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I was thinking more kind of 
like you say, maybe not £500, maybe 5000 but you, you, somewhere you would go and say, can you build me a website and possibly maintain it for a certain amount of time? But it's kind of, it's going to be a company that is getting lots of different, working with lots and lots of different clients is kind of what I had in my mind. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, there are degrees It's uh, within the agency. I think what you're doing is at one far end of it, which is very similar to product work in a way because you're working on one thing for an extended period of time as a single team. With my experience of agencies in the past is, for the for the record, my direct experience with agencies is working in a like primarily design-led business as a developer. So we were a small development team or teams uh, at the various companies. Um, so working for clients who, like you said, they've got a web, they need a website building. They've come to some people to design me and build me a website, please, to sell my sell my goods and services. Um, and the, the pace is quicker. So a typical, like a three month project is probably a reasonably long project. Um, uh, I don't know, somewhere between three and six is probably average. Um, and we have relationships that go on for years, but that's more of a retainer thing. But the important distinction between that and what you do is that the team, we didn't have a dedicated team working on one thing. Like mm-hmm. you, like the, your weekday, your week would be broken up working on lots of different projects because it's quite a reactive way of working. Like often you'll have several, like there's several things being designed by the maybe the design side. Um, and then when they're ready, they come over to development, the development have to build them. And I mean, if you're working somewhere better, those two functions are integrated much more nicely. So the things are happening at the same time. <laughs> very and, subtle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's very reactive. You, you, there's, I mean, <laughs> the bad experience is just spending all your time fighting fires. And you, you have a phone at your desk and you're at the mercy of whichever clients ring up, um, depending on how the project management is set up. But uh, yeah, the business as a whole is quite reactive. Hmm. I imagine you learn a lot of things that way, but also I think I would find that quite hard in kind of what I'm doing at the moment is we work, we're working on one thing for an extended period of time. And that's I'm finding that a really good way of building up loads of knowledge about the things we're working on. So then... Like the more stuff I do of that, the the more time I spend on the project, the better I get at it and the quicker the project becomes. Um, whereas if you're kind of jumping around between lots of different things, I can imagine that kind of takes its toll. And especially developers, I imagine a lot of you out there um, like spending a big chunk of time working on something, uh, having to jump around every day. To like, I would find that hard to get my mind into the right place and just remember what I was doing the last time I was working on something. So I imagine there are people that are quite like that and like the variety, but for me, that would probably be something that I would not enjoy. <laughs> and that's the single biggest reason I'm not doing that kind of work anymore um, is that I've, we, all, we often talk about the cost of interruptions to developers, like someone tapping you on the shoulder and asking you a question is not just the time that it takes to answer that question. It's You're storing a lot of context for what you're working on in your head, and then when you come back to back to your work, you've got to kind of re-engage that um, that's even more amplified when you're, the interruption is you're switching to an entire other project. <laughs> um, yeah. so the context switching is always the thing I've struggled the most, or not struggled with, but found the most frustrating in a work environment. I mean, at the moment, I where I am now, I sometimes find catch myself getting a little bit annoyed that, like, oh, no, I've got to do some support. I've got to change and respond to the support ticket because there's someone's found a bug. Um, but <laughs> I have to remind myself, I will... That context switch is to the thing that I'm actually still working on, but there's a bug and I need to fix the bug. It's all within one sphere. I'm, mm. I'm help, helping improve the thing that I was building anyway. Um, 
and I have to. I'm, I'm constantly thankful that I'm not bouncing around in agency world anymore. Yeah, I, I think it definitely makes for more effective time uh, of developers that are just kind of focusing on one thing for a longer period of time. But though I have been in scenarios though where I should say where I mean I'm, I'm sure we'll do an, an episode on project management and project managers at some point in the future. But a good project manager, and I have worked with some, are very good at. Um, like if they're doing their job, they're batching stuff. They're letting developers work at the pace that they want to work, and letting designers work at the pace they want to work. Like they are the like the intermediary between the client and and the the team that are building the stuff, and they're a crucial link in that because that's they like schedule it and like where well, you are. I imagine you. We've I think we've spoken about this before. You you kind of work on a card like task based card system where you you work on one thing and then when you're finished you pick up the next thing. Off a, li- off a list of things that need doing. Yep. Um, yeah. That That's no different if you're working somewhere with a good project manager. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. what has tainted perhaps my experience in the past, um, and I've worked, yeah, the majority of places I've worked have been awesome and I've really enjoyed it, but the, like you say, the context switching is what's moved me away from it. But the nature of design agencies is the team sizes tend to be smaller than they do with um, sort of products or big software houses. Um, so a place like yours, the teams are going to be larger. We were uh, like my last place. It was like a team of four or five, uh, design, well, a few designers and a few devs, but like a handful of people who could fed, fed us all with a couple of pizzas. Um, five people, two pizzas. Oh, I don't see those maths. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like <laughs> the Jeff Bezos two pizza team, American style, American size pizzas. Like two pizzas fills a table, kind of. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to get you off topic. No, no, I, no, you're right. Standard developers, two pizzas per developer, I think is probably more accurate. So smaller team, having, working in a smaller team means you have to bounce around a lot more and be more reactive. Um, there are benefits to working somewhere larger um, in terms of like, if you're a developer, your quality of life benefits from being somewhere with a larger team. Yeah. Why, why would you say that having, it might be nice to have quite a small, close-knit team. Um, why might that be something that's improved by a bigger team your day-to-day pace is perhaps a little less frantic because there's more capacity to deal with fires and people that phone up who are really angry and want the thing done really quickly mm-hmm. um, whereas if, you, if there's only three of you and there's three awful phone calls in a day that's like all plans out the window yeah and you come on to an interesting point about getting phone calls during your day, which is luckily something I don't have. Is that something that you would expect more at an agency, having more interaction with a client? Again, that comes maybe down to the size. It's the and the quality of the project management as well. Like it's perfectly feasible to expect to not have to ever t- talk to clients um, as a developer and in an in an agency. But most of the ones I've spoken, I've worked at, it kind of it ends up being the easiest way to get it done because you want the important stakeholders to be talking to the person who's doing the work and it's like the, the quickest like information bus to get from, from wanting to do a thing to having the thing done yeah yeah i suppose so we kind of it kind of touches around the idea of variety but it's also a big point is like when you're making the choice between the two different ways like agency or or in-house or product kind of thing is the variety in terms of the work as much not so much day-to-day switching but if you're working on a product, you're going to be working on that product indefinitely, presumably, as long as that company stays in business. Yeah, they'll have that. They maintain as long as they maintain that product that needs working on, and you'll be working on it. Whereas, 
in a more traditional agency, you can expect to be working on something new every few months. And that is quite, I mean, particularly if you end up on something boring or something that you're not massively excited about or interested in, it's fine because in a few few weeks or months, you'll be moving on to something new. Yeah. And I suppose it comes down to, again, it sounds like project managers have quite a lot of an impact, but how those things are phrased for you and how like you look at the business worth that you're creating or to see what you're helping. I, I'm on what could be seen as perhaps a boring project, but kind of we make our own fun. Um, we um, we enjoy what we do, even though some of it to an outsider might look like particularly dull work. Mm-hmm. Um, we find it interesting and we kind of see the value in what we've done. So yeah, but I didn't think about seeing that as that could be a negative, like a big long project that you work on for three years. Um, but there are lots of positives as too, like I said earlier. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a, any either what either way is better or worse than the other. I think it's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I when I first started out, I was really glad of the variety and switching every few months to something new. Um, and I find that's a really it was a really good way to learn a whole like a whole swathe of skills that I wouldn't have learned otherwise, because you've got to learn something new with every project. Every time, everything is a each project is a chance to start over and f- finesse your. Like skills, and you can go. It's almost like getting to go back and refactor something, <laughs> but <laughs> for a whole new project. Yeah. It's like green, greenfield development has a lot. There's a lot of a lot I like about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I prefer working on something that's already got a base. <laughs> for the most part, um, picking stuff up, I, I prefer at the moment. Maybe when I've got a bit more experience, I'll uh, I'll think, oh, this is rubbish. Throw it away. I want to start again. <laughs> So do you, would you say you get more choice when you are working in an agency or it sounds like you, you're jumping perhaps, depending on your role, jumping between products quite a lot. Do you think you would get more kind of say, oh, I want to work on that today or this today? I mean, my personal experience has been you get more, you have as a developer, you have more control working at a more mature development agency or in a product house than you do working in a kind of design agency scenario that's a little bit more cut and thrust hey something might come in the door at any time and hey we've got to deal with that um so i think that's what i would think of when i think of like having the choice over what you work with i mean it was a revelation when i went i did my first software job where it was oh there's a big trello board and there's a whole list of bugs and features that need to be fixed or added when you finish one job pick the next one but you yep. get you get to pick which one um <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was amazing i really enjoyed that and i still quite like that about where i work now as well mm, that sounds like a nice uh, balance between doing something useful and getting some kind of initiative in what you want to work on today perhaps you're in the right mood to do some debugging and maybe another day you're ready to start a whole new feature mm-hmm. i guess that's yeah but that could also be a function of the maturity of the product that you're on as well i mean what where i've like the last 18 months i've spent mostly working on new things so i'm there's a certain level of responsibility as I've got to make architectural decisions and I've got to make I've got to make choices that other people are going to have to live with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like, oh, I'm not picking I'm not just picking things off a list. I've actually got to have a reasonable roadmap and uh, a, like a, a keep the scale of the entire project in my head as well. Um, so yeah, I think that can manifest differently at what level of an organization level in the organization you're at as well. Mm. That's interesting. And I guess working on these all these different um, tasks, you are going to end up with deadlines. Like you said, in uh, when you're working in an agency or you've got develop, uh, 
clients ringing up saying, I need this done now. That's quite a hefty deadline. Whereas maybe in some a more mature project, like you're saying, like I do, I have we have kind of two weeks sprints um, in the agile world. Uh, so we every two weeks we have to have something to show for our work, and those are fairly hard deadlines. Um, but also we kind of we always know they're coming. Whereas maybe if a client's ringing you up, it they could say I need this done by tomorrow. And you're thinking, oh, I've not got enough time to do that. Uh, yeah, there's like a good project manager gets in the way of that. But I mean, I mean, let's be honest here. Computers are awful and humans are awful. You put the two together and at some point something is going to catch fire. And... Com- computers are perfect. Humans are awful. <laughs> uh, perfectly awful, maybe. We could uh, it's, never the, it's not the computer's fault. <laughs> it's always the human's no, no, fault. No, sometimes it, is, sometimes it is the computer's fault. Sometimes it absolutely is the computer's fault. I will... That's a hill I will die on. <laughs> Technology, yeah, it's not always perfect. Yeah, but because of the people who've written it or the people who've made the computers, the humans at yeah, the end that, of the day, uh, the computer's uh, that, just doing what it's been told to do. At that level, you can conflate. Like, if you're using the computer as a tool, the person that made the computer and the computer, same uh, semantic block in my mind. <laughs> I think they are both the computer. And, yeah. <laughs> collectively they can be awful um so yeah so yeah there could be a like aws can go down as we know it has happened like half the internet can just stop working and a lot of people's livelihoods are on the line in that scenario and things might break if things are not working that are outside of your control that you might expect to be working um so there's a lot of stuff that needs to be responded to in any scenario um but it is traditionally less in a when you're working for a product, the, the idea of deadlines is if you're working on your own product, you set the deadlines. That's the key difference, I think. Yeah, I guess the, the amount of money you're going to make sets the deadlines <laughs> or hope to make. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but you can, but you can, yeah, so you can, like an internal deadline of we want to reach, we, we want to have this feature released by the Q2 of the year uh, has more flex in it than a deadline that's kind of been determined by a client who's paying you to get the thing done by that certain time. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, if it's managed properly, it's not a problem in either scenario. Um, Deadlines are are useful, but there is a small agencies. There's a level of stress that comes from that in my Mm. experience. I mean, I think temporary, this this is my experience of having worked at three agencies and as freelancer kind of an agency capacity. So it's not representative of the entire industry. I, but I feel it's enough to get a flavour of how things can can slide sometimes. Yeah, and, and we're out there speaking to other developers. It's not we're not living in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like my experiences are unique to me for sure. Yeah, I imagine when you're discussing, if you've talked to it about people, they've not gone. Oh my god, I've never heard about that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, prob- it's generally eye rolling and oh yeah, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's proof enough. Um, I mean, I'm going to let you do the the our final bullet point because i'm not sure what you're on about okay yeah so i've (laughs) I've put in the show notes like refinement slash marginal gains and this is the like we're saying about context switching being the biggest reason i didn't want to work in an agency anymore like the idea of continually improving one thing over time is the main reason i like working in a product environment in that i'm writing code now that i'm going to be supporting in a year or two and i'm going to have to like I'm going to be the one that's living with the decisions I'm making now. And I can come back to something I've built. I can refactor. I can make an improvement. And I will see the benefit of that. 
Mm. And also you're going to, yeah, like you say, you're seeing the benefit, but then you've kind of got some, I'm going to say the word, but you've got some agency over that. Um, you can look at that product and think, yeah, that's what, that's the work I've done. Um, as it progresses, you can, whereas maybe when you're doing some design work, you can't necessarily put your name to it in the same way that you would if you were working for a company that just does that product. Yeah, there's a sense of ownership and a sense of not like you choose what compromises you make. Sometimes when you're working with working on a working for a client in an agency, they can have a fantastic idea. You can really love the product, but there's some limitation either in terms of their de- they've got internal deadlines you need to work towards that limits what can be done, or they've got maybe perhaps a limited budget. They can't afford the all singing, all dancing experience that you want to give them. And you have to like, say, oh, well, we'll cut corners here or not necessarily cut corners, but we'll focus our features in this in, in a certain certain direction at the exclusion of some other nice things that you may want to add. Um, and, and often, I mean, I hate to say it, but things like accessibility and like the user experience of like deep in the complicated thing that you're building can often get overlooked, particularly if you're on a rush deadline on a tight budget um, for a, an aggressive, pushy client. There's, there's a lot of places there where that cannot be the best work that it could be. Whereas when you're working on your own project, or you have a sense of ownership on it, you're making decisions that are for the benefit of the product rather than any external kind of limiting factors. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the key point being, what I like most about where I work now is in previous places where I've been like, oh, I don't have the time or I don't have the, um, the backing of my backing of my superiors to make this really cool change to really improve this little tiny nuanced bit of the app that will really make some people's lives better like people will enjoy using this product more if i make this change i can make those changes now i have the i have the agency to do that kind of stuff <laughs> whereas i'm in the agency and i can't do that sort of stuff <laughs> um i think i i can suggest things and suggest things to the team but they have to kind of has to go through a proposal process which is probably for the best better but um i i guess at the point i'm at in my career i don't really have the experience and the breadth of knowledge to be able to make those decisions so it's, it feels like a good place at the moment hmm. definitely yeah. i mean are you familiar with margin the mar- marginal gains as a concept i yes i understand those words but i mean like the like the cycling team the british cycling sports team is the most prevalent example of that i don't know that example but i'm i'm assuming you just little by one percent every day that sort of thing yeah that's exactly it but they 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 made a conscious decision to re- like focus on refining like the tiniest bits of their process the like really really small things that were the, they were just making improvements to an existing structure they weren't throwing everything out and starting again and coming up with something new and radical they were tweaking and refining what was there um and that's where I, what i'm doing at the moment now i've built a product as part of a team, we have built the product, and now we're refining it and sort of cleaning up the edges and ma- finding the air, finding the little bits where we can make the users' lives better, or make their experience better. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's it's a mindset that doesn't crop crop up so much in client work because you want to get it done to the de- deadline on budget and out the door, and then on to the next thing. Yeah, that's that. That is true. Hmm. Thanks a lot for listening. Make sure you check us out. (laughs) (laughs) We've done all the points. (laughs) Hashtag Ed is bored of this conversation. (laughs) Wow, that was brutal. That was brutal. (laughs) But it's a good place to leave it. I think think we've answered the question pretty thoroughly. (laughs) 
Yeah. Maybe too maybe too thoroughly if Ed's reaction is anything to oh. go by. Do you think we should stop there? Tom? No, no, yeah. No, no, it's just leave it. It's done. We're done. Done. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>